Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into comic book movies, blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my co-host, Devin. And today, today is the day we are back talking about the Batman. This is our spoiler review. So really, really quick. That is your first warning. Again, if you haven't read the title of this podcast, that is your second spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the Batman yet, go check out our spoiler-free review that we did with um, Dives over at the Up Geeks podcast. And he's actually back with us here today to Yay. talk about the Batman. So how are you guys doing today? Again, I mean, we, we just recorded our other one, so it's... <laughs> It's it's all the same, but for conversation's sake, how's everyone's Wednesday? How's everyone's hump day been? It's been terrific, man. I I'm I apologize in advance. I have a lot to talk about here today. Um, I have a lot to get off my chest. <laughs> that was one of the best movie experiences of my life last night. Um, our review doesn't drop until a few days from now. I need to talk about the Batman. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's time to spoil. Time to it spoil is time to spoil again, y'all. Again, I'm just gonna do because I'm I'm such a nice person. So that is your third spoiler warning. Again, we're gonna be talking about all things the Batman. Yes. Yeah, so as Devin said, we're gonna be getting into the Batman review again. This is your third third spoiler warning here for the Batman. It's it's gonna be a great great time. We're gonna have a lot of fun. You know, Dives is here, one of the biggest Batman fans in the world. And, you know, it's I love going back and rewatching pretty much any old, not old movie, but previous installments, whether it be for comic books, whether it be for like sci fi movies. You know, I mean, we have uh, Star Wars Day coming up here in May. So it's coming around the corner. So that, that's going to it's pretty much going to be all of Star Wars month. But I always enjoy going back to movies that I love. And for me, especially, it's been a very, very long time since I've uh, watched the Michael Keaton Batman. It's like literally VHS. Like it has been a very, very long time for me. So I'm excited to dive back into that and just celebrate all things Batman, whether it's Batman Day, whether it's a new Batman film coming out. But before we begin today's episode you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet including apple podcasts spotify google podcasts audible and more and if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show we would love to hear from you guys follow us on instagram and follow us on twitter at film optics that is film optics yeah at film optics that is optics with an x apologies y'all it has been a very very long day my voice is starting to give way but i'm going to power through it here today or you can email us at filmoptics at gmail.com for any movie related questions so y'all we, we we got we got everything else off our chest for the the non-spoiler review for the spoiler free review are you guys ready to dive back into Gotham and deliver some vengeance? What, what becomes more valuable, the less you have of it. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be right back after this introduction to the Batman. Bruce Wayne. Sorry. I wouldn't be bothering you here, but your people keep telling me you're unavailable. You really could be doing more for this city. Your family has a 
history of philanthropy, but as far as I can tell, you're not doing anything. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and we are back. That was a little introduction to the Batman. And we are here talking our spoiler review. I'm very, very excited just to dive on in. But before we do, we're going to read the synopsis here, give you a little bit of movie info for those who don't know much about the film. So the synopsis is as follows. When the Riddler, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. Again, this is directed by Matt Reeves. And again, it's written by Matt Reeves. Peter Craig and Bob Kane is, of course, accredited for creating the Batman and stars Zoe Kravitz, Robert Pattinson, Paul Dano, Jeffrey Wright, Andy Serkis, and Colin Farrell, just to name a few. So, guys, we're just going to kind of just dive into the deep end here. I'm going to pass it over to Dives because he is... One of the biggest Batman fans I've ever met in my entire life. Again, uh, met Dives a few times. You know, I think when I met you, when you came down, you were wearing it was on DC Fandom. Day. Yeah, <laughs> we were we were waiting and waiting and waiting and drinking to, for the Batman trailer release. <laughs> Literally, we yeah, I came over to Dives' place, um, and I was like, oh, like you're watching DC Fandom. He's like, yeah, I'm like, all right, I'm coming over because I'm just sitting there watching by myself. And it was just, man, like he was sitting there with a Batman shirt on. We're just sitting there, just huddled around his computer, watching all things DC, literally just waiting for the new Batman trailer. Cause that's the trailer that changed everything. (laughs) (laughs) And of course they didn't do it to the very end because they knew if they gave us that trailer, people were going to tune out, but that's all good. We're going to just dive straight in to our spoiler review of the Batman. We'll start with Dive so he can give his initial reactions, of course, with spoilers this time. And then we'll go to Devin, and then I will end for myself. So lay it on us, Dives. Yeah, that, that opening intro was just pure, perfect cinema for me. Um, I, it's I, actually, that, it's uh, legit scary. Like, dude, yeah, like this is like one part film noir, one part horror movie. Maybe not less than a, a part of comic book movie and maybe even more horror. Uh, that first intro, man, where you get like that uh, real impression of how the world of Gotham truly views Batman here in year two. Uh, the way we see these criminals like shaken up, literally shaking in their bat boots uh, when that bat signal is up in the sky. And they're look every single corner, every single alley that's dark. They are thinking Batman is lurking behind the corner. That was amazing. I love, I don't think we've ever seen that perspective of Batman in a live action film before. Um, that was a really, really cool moment. And then you have the, the the scene that's stripped right out of seven where Batman walks onto a crime scene and, you know, the cops are there calling him freak. From the jump, I was all in. From the jump, like you knew that you were like in for something completely fresh, something completely original, something like truly stripped right out of the comics onto the big screen. Um, but there's a lot of references um, in this movie that I, I could not help uh, but notice. You, you talk about Chinatown, uh, you know, two movies from the 70s, Chinatown and 
taxi driver. Chinatown, uh, the amazing camera work from Chinatown. There's a scene in Chinatown where you have a young Jack Nicholson and he's in a car in an orange grove and it follows him on his shoulder. Uh, it's a long track from Roman Polanski, I think, is the director. And they stole that right from uh, Chinatown. There's a scene in the Batman where he's in the, the Gotham City Police Department and the the, the scorn by... The score by Michael Giacchino and Batman like shoots his uh, not batarang um, grapple, his hook, hook, yeah. grapple hook and the camera's literally on your shoulder uh, on his shoulder. You literally feel like that you're wearing the cowl. It is the most immersive, immersing feeling uh, of a live action Batman film I have ever been a part of. You literally feel like Batman. And that's just one scene. There's many of those. Um and you talk about, you know, going back to Chinatown. Chinatown is a movie where, you know, a lot of the main characters are very much flawed. I very much appreciated the part in The Batman where he got the the L and the La mixed up. And this is a young Batman. Like, I, I appreciate that kind of stuff where this is a young, less experienced Batman making mistakes. And then you get to Taxi Driver. Uh, Taxi Driver, you know, it, it, you look at the Riddler. Paul Dano's the Riddler. You look at Travis Bickle, Robert De Niro's uh, Travis Bickle. Like, th- there's so many similarities there. Uh, you know, you look at Travis Bickle and his descent into madness. Uh, hit, hit the, the whole point of Taxi Driver is loneliness. Um, and I really appreciate Matt Reeves' like, take on that to kind of modernize it and how he kind of uses this, like, uh, uh, kid uh, uh, Paul Dano's character and kind of makes it utilizes social media and Facebook and followers. And I, that was a really fun take. Uh, it's a, it, there's very much uh, common ground when it comes to how the city of Gotham or a seventies, uh, you know, porn laden New York, uh, can cripple, you know, guys with social anxieties and, and you know, they're responsible, not, you know, the, you know, the, um, who they are, you know, it's society's mm-hmm. fault of why, you know, things are happening. And we saw that with Paul Downer's the Riddler where, you know, he's, he very much clearly imp- imp- implies that, you know, how he was uh, completely abandoned from the Wayne foundation uh, with his orphanage. And then you get to like Batman year one, there's another similarity there. Uh, you, you touched on it during our no spoiler review. Um, Christian, you talk about how, you know, making Gotham a character in the film, uh, you could argue that they were Gotham, the city itself, was one of the main characters, just like we saw in Taxi Driver as well. Batman Year One cements Gotham as this like super corrupted film or uh, city that has corruption from the top to bottom. Um, and I think that's going to be a continuous theme that we'll see in the sequel, which we'll talk about. Um, but I thought, you know, those were just three movies right there that really spoke to me. I was watching them like they, they were ripped straight out of those movies <laughs> and I loved it. And that those, again, Matt Reeves deserves so much respect for kind of using those references, but kind of making it his own as well. So those are, that's the first general impression. Yeah. For me, for me, it's, um, I mentioned in the spoiler for you that it's seven and it's seven. It's Zodiac. Zodiac like, totally. It's insane how, how similar they are to this story. Just, the inspiration that they took. And I mean, from, for the Riddler, like I feel like most people, their first thought is Jim Carrey. And then to, to jump, to jump to this character, like that is, that's quite the leap. How great was that scene? Like one of my favorite, like some of my favorite moments in the scenes aren't even like the big, like the beginning. Yeah. The beginning. Yeah. Was awesome. <laughs> it's a jump scare. That when that scene where he's laying on the diner 
and he sees Batman walk in for the first time and that creepy smile he gives to the Batman. That is straight horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. Like you said, Zodiac. That was ripped straight from Zodiac, David Fincher's Zodiac. Um, just like the way Paul Dano was just moves his eyes was terrific. His little like mannerisms when he's like upset and, uh, you know, uh, he makes like the funny, funny laugh, like mm. that giggle. Pure brilliance. Pure brilliance. And I'll say it is so good. It is like this much less uh, worse than Heath Ledger's Joker. That's how good this is. And that's the biggest compliment you could give any kind of comic book movie villain. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree there. Uh, for, for my initial reactions, for spoiler initial reactions, um, I agree with both of you guys. When, when it comes to the very beginning, like uh, like Dives was saying, you know, focusing in on the dark corners of Gotham, it's like these small little teasers, kind of like we, you know, you're, you're anticipating him coming out. But, you know, there's like the music kind of doesn't necessarily build up as much as like it's it, it does for uh like the new screen movie where Wes is in his own house and they kept like teasing the jump scares over and over and over and like building up the music. But uh, I, I agree. Uh, Michael uh, Giacchino, the this playing that score over and over. And the it, music was just so good. It fit with like every single scene. And that's what I loved about it so much. And during the very beginning of the movie, where you know we we see Riddler doing his first kill, and I believe that was on Halloween, which is a nod to um, the Long Halloween. If you haven't uh, watched the animated uh, part one and part two, I would definitely recommend it. It is a very um, like, th- there's a lot of similarities between the Batman and the Long Halloween uh, for sure, especially when it comes to you know the crime ser- serial killer crime killing spree that um, that the um, that the Riddler does with a lot of the politicians and for good reason, you know, it, there's so many small little details. Everything is connected in a very careful, um, concise way. That's when I saw Paul Dano, when he, I, I almost pissed myself. His, his, his mask is so freaky. It's like, it's not even super scary. It's just like you, like you can feel his intent. You can feel his aura and the breathing. Yeah. The breathing and like even the fogginess of his glasses where it's like this dude, there's just something off about this man. And I talked about it in our non-spoiler with, you know, the Batman coming on to the scene for the first time with the, uh, the joke Joker esque uh, face painting uh scene which we we kind of saw a little bit of that which Devin mentioned about um showing a little bit from the trailers but i'm not sure if you guys noticed but the guy the kid with like the half face paint i don't i'm not sure if you if you watched uh season three of uh titans uh dies but that was the same kid he plays uh tim drake and titans dc titans i was i was very surprised um Devin, are you able to look up the guys uh his name um, at all, just because I'm I'm up too much on a roll here, but um, I'm I'm blanking on the guy's name. But when yeah. I saw him, I was like, "Wow, it, it's Tim Drake from um, Titan season three. I forgot the kid's name, but he's yeah. he was one of the guys with the clown mask or the clown face paint who didn't really, you know, you, you can kind of sense he didn't really want to be there um, anymore. And you know, the rest of his posse is kind of like egging him on. And he's His like, his name nah. is Jay Lycurgo. Jay Lycurgo. Okay, thank you. Sorry for that. <laughs> but uh, it, it was, I, I love the intro of this. You know, it's just 
year one or technically year two Batman just living out his his intents of trying to save the city. And then Catwoman comes in and it's just this, you know, all these these side I guess you can call them side quests or side adventures that everything just comes full circle. Everything is connected. And that's really, really what I loved about it. I just, wow. Like I, I want to see it again, like as soon as possible. The, the cinematography as well was just breathtaking. Like there's so many, like, like I want that as my background picture. I want that as my background picture. <laughs> this movie has endless posters. It, it does. It's, oh my, and I just, I love, how amazing like how how much care was put into this just even from the costumes themselves like um colin farrell as the penguin like completely unrecognizable and i'm like can i just i want this to just i want people to see this It, it it is a bit lengthy i will say um i didn't necessarily feel the runtime per se but i will say that there were a few times where i thought the movie was ending and then it did it, but it kept going. But I think when it did end, it ended on a very somber, you know, melancholy-esque note, which kind of reminds me of The Mask of Phantasm with the relationship between Catwoman and Batman. You know, Catwoman wanting him to leave and go to Bloodhaven. But, you know, this is this is a, a brand new Batman, you know, second year in his career. And, you know, he, he's spoken for. He he has a city that needs him. And like we said, like we saw from Batman year one, um, like how corrupt the officials were um, from year one compared to the Batman, you know, when they're inside of the club within the club yeah. was like, wow. It, it was, I, I love how we actually saw how corrupt people were. We kind of didn't really see them in the dark night. Um, movie just because it felt Gotham felt more like a downtown like Chicago or I like yeah. <laughs> for sure I was like okay you know it's it's Gotham whatever whatever but you know like that that orange blood red sky that we got during the like the evening scenes and it was and Jeffrey Wright like we said before uh, the the chemistry and the the relationship that Batman and um, Gordon have in this movie is, is very, it's, it's, it's kind of like an unspoken bond. You know, a lot of people aren't able to see the good that Batman's trying to do, but Jim Gordon is. And I, I hope we get, I really hope we get to see more uh, characters like throughout. Like, I really like how, you know, obviously the Riddler was the main um, villain, but we also got a little bit of taste of uh penguin and i think the animated series or not the series but the other um films do a really good job of kind of you know having smaller encounters with other villains that aren't necessarily a part of the major story like obviously penguin is there but it's it's not like a fully fully formed penguin just yet but that is something i really uh, admired as well and i do apologize for rambling again uh, I'll pass it back over to Dives um, for you to kind of just um, open up, open up the floor for everyone. Um, what you guys wanted to bring up, any Easter eggs that you really enjoyed um, that you noticed from your first watch? Yeah, I want to piggyback off of what you just said and just kind of bring it full circle with, uh, you know, touching on Batman Year One and Taxi Driver again, because you talk about um, how corrupt Gotham was like Matt Reeves took Batman year one and went from, you know, 
10 out of 10 to 11 out of 10. Like Gotham felt alive. It felt corrupt. And that's what Batman year one does so well um, is it, you know, puts Batman and Jane and Gordon uh, in this position where they're facing just giant steep hill climb. It looks ridiculous that they're trying to save a, a, a city that's not be not almost borderline impossible to save. And I thought the Batman did a great job of that. Like throughout this film, you're like, even Catwoman <laughs> said yeah. point blank at the end to Robert Pattinson's Batman. Like, like, what are you doing, dude? Like this, there's no winning here. And I think that is what Matt Reeves crushed. Batman is a, is not a heroic story. This is not a fairy tale ending type of story. It's a tragedy. Batman top to bottom as a story is a tragedy. And I thought they crushed that. Um, and I thought what really made me love this film even more for me is kind of uh, the Riddler and how this movie ended. The Riddler won. The Riddler basically won in this movie. Uh, he didn't get Bruce, but he basically killed every single person he wanted to. He exposed the corruption. He flooded the city, which is a really cool uh, uh, method that I, I enjoyed. Uh, and then on the opposite end, Batman was born of Gotham's demise. Like when the more you think about that, like the more it made me appreciate um, this movie and how it sets up Robert Pattinson's Batman, Batman more and more. We have Bruce learning that he needed to become more of what he was doing. He needed to be more of just vengeance. He had to become a beacon of hope and to see a villain win, but the hero grow because of it and still remain somewhat victorious just speaks volumes to Matt Reeves and his vision of this film. And I'm so glad they did Edward uh, as a character justice, man, pun intended. Uh, mm -hmm. Just such a unique take and just a, a fun parallel on, you know, using social media in the Riddler's uh, plans and things like that. Like a lot of this movie felt like it was stripped right out of uh, the comics, but also a lot of it felt stripped right out of the Arkham games, which is really cool. Like, uh, the 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 um the Riddler having all these like henchmen at the very end yeah. straight out of the Arkham games and yeah. I, I I appreciate the help. It, it also feels like real life too. Like that, that stuff happens. Yeah, and this this feels like something realistic that could happen. Obviously, I mean it, anyone can run around in a bat costume, but it, it's very um it, it's it's realistic in a way. I mean we even see it with you know with with Arkham itself and. The um, Mar good old Martha Arkham. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, I've never, I'm not deep into the comics or any of that. I don't know if that's like known lore or if that's something they made up. What his movie. mother's name is Martha Arkham. Oh, Arkham, yeah. I guess Dives will be the person because I really don't uh read comics as much that much anymore. It's it's been a long time, but is that something you're able to confirm or is that I am not, I'm not really sure to be honest. <laughs> So that's very interesting because obviously Arkham is a big, big deal in Gotham. Arkham was created, um, and it's actually first, its first patient was the creator of Arkham, which is kind of ironic in a way, but like, I, I really like that. Um, I'm, I'm not entirely sure if you do know, definitely let us know on Twitter at film optics. Again, that's optics, uh, with an X, but I'll, yeah, go, go ahead, Devin. I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I feel like we should also just discuss uh, Pattinson, how he did overall. Um, just that first scene in the in the subway area, it's just, it felt so surreal. Just seeing, hearing it, you hear him first. 
Every time he comes onto a scene, you hear his, his footsteps first. Yeah. Which is very interesting. He might he might need to work on his ninja skills, but um, <laughs> he's because he's not sneaking up on anybody. Very heavy footed. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that does that does add to the scene though, because you just know he's coming. And that's why they're so scared. And Robert Pattinson's performance is why I think this is the best Batman movie, period. You nailed it. Christian, like the Dark Knight, as terrific as it is, it's like 50-50 Batman Joker. This movie, you know, a, a big reason why I love Mask of the Phantasm so much is because it understands Bruce Wayne and it understands the responsibility and the sacrifices Bruce has to take uh, to become Batman. And you saw that kind of a comparison here. Like the Riddler literally points out like that's not like Bruce Wayne is not Hugh like the Batman is you. That's the real you. And yeah. that's kind of, I got, that's kind of why I love this movie so much. Like Robert Pattinson crushes it. Um, unlike Ben Affleck, who I thought was a good Batman, you know, I, I loved Robert Pattinson's portrayal of a young Bruce Wayne. Like he looks, he still looks traumatized. He yeah. still looks traumatized in so many scenes in this movie. And I thought it really added weight to his character. There's a scene in this movie that I really connected with. It was a scene in the beginning where he's staring at that orphan who just lost his father. I think the mayor just got killed by the Riddler and he's staring at him. And that scene alone was probably more effective than having an entire like 10 minute clip of his parents dying and what, you know, reimagining uh, going through that process. I'm so again. glad they did it not do so that. so well done. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad they didn't go through the whole like I mean obviously touch on it, but I, I really enjoyed just the the this probably is my this is probably my favorite like live action Batman suit. And it's obviously yeah, I was so, gonna say I think I think the suit is the best like it's awesome. by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Because even like the way how they what what they decided with the costume design, like obviously, you know, like the what everyone's joking saying, oh, you know, it's it's emo Batman. But it's like, I mean, Batman, Bruce Wayne is not a very happy person because literally his entire career as Batman, he's controlled by his parents from the grave. Like 100 percent And it's it traumatized him as a kid, and it's something he will it, it is one of those events in someone's life that they'll never get over. Um, it's similar to, um, I guess, of recent of of recency of what I've watched um, with Rue on Euphoria when she loses her father. Um, you know, she goes through this whole like um, addiction to drugs and whatnot, but that is a moment in Rue's life that she will never emotionally recover from much like with Bruce Wayne losing his parents. It is something he's never going to forget. It is why he is Batman so that he can essentially, you know, try to make Gotham a better city in a different way than what his father would have went probably with more like the political route. But, you know, we we've seen that time and time again with, you know, even just good hearted cops or good hearted politicians they, they, they get nicked off in, in Gotham. And it's it's kind of like the Ned Stark effect. Like, oh, man, like everyone loves Ned Stark in the Game of Thrones season one. I'm sorry if you haven't watched it, but <laughs> he dies. And everyone's like, oh, my God, you know, the tried and true character of this entire like TV franchise is dead within the first season. So who do we root from from there? And it's kind of 
the same way with with Gotham when you know they're they're constantly looking for a new beacon of hope. And I mean, Batman is there no matter it, it, no matter what the odds. I really loved how um, troubled he looked, how Robert Pattinson was able to portray that troubled yet distracting look with Robert uh, with with Batman. And it's even like the mark around the eyes. I thought that was a really nice touch when he puts on his cowl because you, you're actually able to see his eyes better. Then, you know, just having like, oh, you know, we're going to have the cowl and it's going to kind of like cover around like your um, around your eyelids and whatnot. I feel like it was probably a, a better decision on that on that front uh, for sure. And I, <laughs> it's I I absolutely just loved it. But I'm sorry, Devin, I did not mean to cut you off again. Uh, go ahead and continue. Yeah, I feel like when you're discussing a Batman portrayal, there's kind of like three tiers to, to a performance. There's obviously Batman. There's Bruce Wayne like in private and then there's the public facing bruce wayne that those are the kind of the three like tenets of what the character is all about for me i feel like obviously he nailed the batman portion because he just he looks amazing he's got he's got good physicality ever since that first trailer where he's crunching bones but um for me i wasn't a huge fan of his bruce wayne because i feel like he didn't do much to differentiate between the two Mm. Um, he's just kind of sulking and being a bit angsty as as Bruce Wayne. I also don't love that he's not not very uh, philanthropic in this movie. He's not uh, he's not helping out the city. He's kind of giving up on his on his family's legacy there. Yeah, and and let's let's actually move on. Let's turn the wheel and go over to to the um you know as I mentioned before with our non spoiler review. As much as we have been gushing about talking about the Batman for the last like thirty two minutes. Um, there, there are always, uh, there's always room for error. So let's kind of go over the things that didn't necessarily work for us. And I think Devin kind of uh, started it off a little bit perfectly. Um, when it comes to Bruce Wayne, uh, obviously, like we mentioned before, like Br- the Bruce Wayne in private and the Bruce, Bruce Wayne in public are two different faces, but obviously the, the real Bruce Wayne is Batman. Um, I do understand where you're coming from, uh, him not being as philanthropic, um, I'm not entirely sure since this is an earlier Batman, if he has decided to go down that route yet or not. Cause I feel like he is still trying to figure things out on his end and how to play the part on both sides because the, uh, the newly elected mayor, she had mentioned that, Oh, you know, like your, your parents are so philanthropic, you know, giving all this money. And we've seen that with uh, Christian Bale's Batman, you know, just um, throwing uh, fundraisers for like Harvey Dent and whatnot. I, I really like the the Christian Bale Bruce Wayne portrayal. Mm. Yeah, I, I did too. Pretty perfect. Yeah, but uh, let, let me uh, pass it over to. I'll give my thoughts last, but uh, I'll pass it over to Dive so he can kind of give uh, his thoughts on what didn't exactly work for him for uh, for the movie. It's such a tiny complaint, but I, I did feel like uh, Alfred kind of got cast aside in this movie. Uh, I thought he was excellent. Um, who played him? It was uh, uh, Andy Circus. Andy Circus. I thought it was great. I, I love the kind of fresh take on on Alfred. You know, he's uh, him and you know Bruce are still working it out, man. Like they're mm. they're still very much in that healing process. Still, those, those daddy issues. Yeah, big time. And like thirteen years or something since he had been in town. Yeah, yeah. there's still like very much like uh, issues going on between those two and. Um, I really enjoyed that dynamic, especially at the end when they came together, you know, that scene where they held hands 
Um, and you know, bat or Bruce was not ready to lose, uh, pretty much the only person in his life. Um, and probably vice versa. Uh, so I love those two kind of having that moment. Um, but outside of that, no you're totally fine man. you're good um i w- i do want to piggyback off the alfred thing i do wish we would have gotten a little bit more of andy circus but that scene where he gets hospitalized like there's like there's so many build-up moments in this movie i'm like i was just like glued i'm like holy crap what is going to happen next like I do not know what's going to happen next. And of course, when you find out with like Catwoman and how she's kind of been canoodling with the, uh, the politicians and there's the girl who steps when, when Bruce Wayne comes out into the light, the girl who steps out with uh Falcone, I think it was, or was it? Um, yeah. Falcone. Yeah. I love, I love the reveal that he's uh, her dad. Yeah. I was like, Oh wow. I, 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 I am your father type type moment. But I, I thought, it was amazing. Like the woman who stepped out, like I could have, like if I could have sworn that was Zoe Kravitz, like they did such a good job of duping the audience. And then, you know, Bruce is kind of like wants to make sure like, is it her? Like there's, it's like 95% sure that it's her. And it turns around to somebody else. And it's like, Holy crap. Like yeah. could have fooled me. <laughs> well, I also really like that that Alfred had a function in this movie. Like he he's beyond just a mentor. He's beyond just like you know getting him a sandwich and, and and a drink. You know, I love that idea that he's cracking these ciphers and helping mm. kind of Bruce along his way of self discovery. That that was really really cool. Like kind of like what Lucius a father way. needs to do. Like he's not his father, but yeah. a father needs to let him you know go through uh, whatever Bruce is mm. dealing with, and you know. He had to give him his space, and uh, I really love that dynamic. Yeah, and also it, it's more of like, like you guys kind of touched on. You know, a- Alfred needs Bruce as much as Bruce needs Alfred because they literally are the only family they have left. And you, you see, you, you, I mean, you've seen it time and time again how fond Alfred was of Bruce's father, and you, I mean, you see in the Dark Knight trilogy it was saying, you know, like you, you have a duty to told you have you have a legacy, even with the cufflinks. Um, and this movie, it's, it, it's, it's amazing. He's like, Oh, like you can't go out like without cufflinks. And he's like, take mine type thing. And it's, um, I, I really love their dynamic. I really wish we would have got a little bit more, um, of that, but it's, um, man, oh man, I, I, I can't, I, I will say there's, there's one other, I do like, I know it's around two hours and 55 minutes long. Um, I do believe I, I wish it was a tad shorter because the pacing, like it did, like I said, it felt like it, it uh it was gonna end a few times, but then it's like, oh, like oh, there's more, and it's like okay, and that's fine. Um I feel like the pacing towards the end was like a little, but then again, I need to rewatch it again to kind of give my full thoughts and kind of just seep into it because a movie like this, you can't just watch once and say, Oh yeah, it's amazing. And then like, never watch it again. Like this is something, you know, buying day one, Blu-ray, whatever, whatever. And I'm just gonna, ugh. I, I, I really hope we get some nice IMAX scenes in there as well. I'm not sure if this was shot in IMAX altogether. Um, Cause I know they, they do format some movies for IMAX screens, but it's not necessarily shot for that. Um, for that but um i guess i wanted to ask you guys um what did, what did you think of colin farrell as the penguin and his role um in this movie it's insane how he looks like i don't even want to know how long that takes 
He, I thought he nailed the voice though. Can we talk about the car chase scene? Like that. <laughs> even See, from that, the trailer, that's one of the scenes I mentioned where I wish that wasn't in the trailer. Just the part where it comes out of the flame. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I got you! I got you!" And then, ah, oh. I mean, it, it 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 really reminds me of the car chase scene in Batman Begins when he finally gets the Batmobile. But I think I lo- I like this Batmobile way uh, the, way the more. Appear- the first appearance is. That got the most reaction in my theater. Just when it starts up and it just rumbles your entire body. Awesome. The audio was just like in, again seeing it in IMAX. It's like you really feel like you're like right behind this car about to just take off like a freaking yeah. rocket. How about that part when Gordon and Batman in- interrogate Penguin and then they just leave him there cuffed and he's like, <laughs> Yeah, there's actually there's actually a surprising amount of like little jokes Humor. in there. Yeah. yeah. He just like waddles around. And I did I do appreciate the twist that he wasn't the rat. That was a really cool moment. Um, but yeah, Colin Farrell crushed it, man. He looks and he acted like a like a young Joe Pesci in Goodfellas to me. That's that was yeah, like my vibe. Yeah, and, and like and we're, you and said, we're getting a we're getting a spinoff series, seemingly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. We're, and also for Gotham PD, aren't we? Or is yeah, that- a, a Jim Gordon and Gotham type of series is rumored as well. That would be pretty interesting. As I, I would love, I would love a good Jim Gordon Gotham series because, like we mentioned, you know, we, we keep going back to Batman Year One. Like it, re- like Batman Year One is just it. Probably, I would say it's more of a Jim Gordon movie than anything else because it really focuses 100%. on him moving to Gotham and just seeing how sideways everything is with uh with with the with the um uh commissioner that that is in charge as he gets there and him starting off as as a uh, lieutenant um which is amazing but i I, we ever i feel like we haven't really talked about zoe kravitz as much as 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 catwoman so give me your guys thoughts on that we'll start with dives and we'll go over to devin and then I'll, i'll i'll end it unbelievable sexual chemistry between her and robert pattinson Unbelievable. Um, and, and between her and me on the, <laughs> the screen, I, I could feel it between the screen. I love that she didn't give a shit about Batman's intentions and MO. She she was independent, she was strong, she said what she wanted. Um, she was awesome. Um, just another kind of like way to that will mold Batman moving forward. Um, yeah. I, I, I just loved it. I she was such a good character. You're rooting for her when she was like at the end there trying to kill Falcone. Like you definitely felt the emotion there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, she was awesome. She was she was a scene stealer. Like there's a couple of lines she has that are the most memorable of the movie. And just I love how she mentions mentions. Of course, she has nine lives, and you can kind of <laughs> interpret that as like um, you can see when she's switching between wigs. You can see like different lives she takes on to, to get through this terrible city and underground it's just kind of cool to see that batman mm. year one vibes kind of like the same prostitute type of thing situation going on batman year one vibes at the beginning when you see uh robert pattinson narrating at the beginning like kind of like thinking in his head mm-hmm. uh that's how batman year one starts yeah so yeah screaming yeah. batman year one yeah for sure Devin. you definitely gotta check it out it's 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 on my voodoo so you, you got access awesome. to it so well it's it's it's, it's good it, oh it's, yeah i mean it's it's only an hour long like yeah. it literally only <laughs> is like an hour long so it's i mean it's much it it, it starts off as a good i mean i kind of wish we would have gotten more to be honest but yeah the ideas yeah. are really good it just it could have been better 
Yeah, absolutely. But I, I mainly watched for, for Gordon's, uh, for Gordon's story. Cause that was definitely the most interesting uh, part there. But uh, what, so I guess um, we haven't really talked too much about Easter eggs. I feel like, um so is there any yeah, i guess we should talk about that joker guy yeah let's actually, <laughs> you know what yeah and i was i I wanted i wanted to find a way how to bring him up i wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this me and Devin talked about and actually talked about a little bit with dives um so we'll start with Devin, then we'll go to dives and then i'll uh, end it out yeah we talked about it last night after after seeing it i, I mentioned how it, for me it feels a little bit early to get another iteration of the joker but then the more i sat on it and then the more I think about the casting, the more excited I got, um, especially to see a young Joker, which is something we don't see very often. His voice and his laugh just sounded so young and spry. Like he's got, he's got a lot of evil left ahead of him. <laughs> Spring in his step. <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't feel like the Joker ever lost the spring in his. He always seems so chipper at times. And, but. and I also love the idea of a, of a Joker Riddler team up, which seems like it might be the direction they're going. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, man, oh man, I, I, I fully agree. Um, I'll get my thoughts last here, but we'll move over to dives. What were your thoughts about them introducing a new Joker? Not expecting it at all. I really? Okay. Ex- no, man. Yeah, I, was, I was definitely not expecting it either in this movie. I, mean, I, I was, was the second one, maybe, but not this one. Yeah, I was full on expecting Court of Owls. Um, that I thought that you know from the trailers was a lock. I still think we're going to go down that direction. It could be it could be the next one. Yeah, I still think we're going to go down that direction with with another villain, but 100% the Joker was not on or in the back of my mind whatsoever. Uh I I dug the laugh. Uh did it feel a little forced? Probably. Um mm. Am I complaining about it? Absolutely not. I thought the laugh. I need to hear. I only saw it once. I need to hear it again. I need to see this. It's also again. weird hearing it without seeing him. Yeah, and it, you got the. It's full Arkham. It's it from what the vibe looks like. It um, is full Arkham, which makes me hope that we're going to see you know you know more of a fantastical approach to the sequels. Like let's go like full Arkham with Clayface. Let's go full Arkham with you know different kind of villains that aren't so grounded let's let's kind of separate ourselves from nolan's verse you know mm-hmm. uh, but i enjoyed it i did it, it wasn't like for some reason as much as i love the joker it wasn't a aha moment for me like it was kind of like it threw it threw me off completely and for those who don't know it, it, it was barry keoghan who um was playing that joker it's interesting because in the imdb page he's like the fourth highest build actor. <laughs> they have his. They have his character name as Officer Stanley Merkel. So I, I looked that up, and apparently that was one one time um, Commissioner Gordon's partner in the comics. Uh, that was that was the first thing I did when the credits hit. Yeah, I straight Googled who the hell is Joker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for those for Barry Keoghan, for those who don't know who he is, he played Druig in Eternals in Marvel's Eternals. Great actor. Uh, yeah, really great actor. Um, so and there was there was speculation because I remember I believe he has a brother who kept like saying that he was gonna be the Joker in the new Batman movie. And I don't know if anyone really like paid attention to that or not. I'm like, yo, what if he's like actually in it? Um, uh, but like it, it really kind of was like a mid-esque credit scene. There is a post-credit scene 
Um, Don't stay for it. Do not stay for it. I stayed and I hated, I hated wasting that 15 minutes. Yeah, I, I, it, it, I will say it was a bit of a letdown for waiting there for like 15, 20 minutes. It's, it's like either have one or don't have one. Don't do that. Yeah. Just, or just, you know, hey, like there, I, I really enjoy, I, I think movies, especially big blockbuster franchises, will let us know ahead of time. It's like, hey, you know, like there is a mid credit scene. So stay for that. But then, you know, like there's nothing else after because sometimes, but like it, I kind of go back and forth because it is like, you know, the cinephile and he's like, oh, you know, like there has to be something else. Like you stay until the very, very end. And sometimes there is something really, really cool because I completely missed the uh, post credit scene from um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Like I thought it was just done. That was it. I was like, oh, wow, that was a really good movie. And this left. But, like I obviously stayed in my seat for uh, for the Batman um, I believe me and uh, Dives were talking about this earlier. Like, you, as you said, like, where where do we go from here with the Batman? Do do we do we get a more close knit like Arkham styled, awesome. you know, like like a um, a Gotham within a Gotham, like all all mm-hmm. all of Gotham's crazies, not like gallivanting around the town, but in one like dangerous location where it, like it, kind of how is in the video games. Um, Obviously, you know, we don't really see uh, Joker's face, but I mean, I, I kind of understand people are a little bit tired of the Joker, but like the Joker is just as crazy as Batman, but like Batman's just like a smidge, a little bit more sane. Like he obviously has ethics, but they're both messed up in their own way. And it's, I, I kind of, I get it. You know, this is, this is like Spider-Man and Doc Ock, like all over again. Like that is the villain. Like of for everyone loves a good Joker, and I think if you know if if we do get a sequel, if he if he if he plays a a part within this uh, coming up sequel, if if we do get one, I I I think he'll do a really good job. I think the last time we saw like a young Joker was in the Gotham series. Um, Yeah, it was good. Cameron Monaghan, I think, or something. I believe. Yeah, yeah. He also. Yeah, and he also played. Um, he was the Jedi that you play in in, in uh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, true. Um, but I, I don't like even towards the end of this movie. It's you know, and we haven't really even touched on the third act, act as much anymore. But you know, the Joker literally just like we kind of mentioned before in the spoiler, not uh, in the spoiler free review. Like you know, it's Joker has not Joker. Sorry, gosh, Riddler. There we go. The Riddler is pretty much won. No, we said it earlier for this one. Uh, the Riddler kind of won when when it came to everything. Like, hey, he's locked up, but it's like his plan is still in motion. I love I love how in the beginning of the movie, uh, Batman calls himself vengeance, and and Catwoman like mockingly calls him vengeance throughout. And then towards the end, he kind of backs away from that because he is growing as a character and realizes that vengeance does not change your past. Dude, I'm so glad you brought that up. Like one of one of my legit favorite uh, moments here was at the end, where you you see kind of this like loving shot of Batman just like saving ordinary people. Like he literally just went through hell and back. He he saved Catwoman, um, and then he's you know saves the people down in the flood, and then he's helping. Like that's how the movie ends, and it is just such a heroic moment uh, yeah. where where the people now see Batman as the symbol of hope. That was awesome. Like another, there's so many low key moments of this movie. That's another one. Okay. Did, did you have any other low key moments you wanted to bring up that come to oh mind? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this man, you brought notes. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> we touched on a lot of them, to be honest. Okay. The, Batmo- the Batmobile scene was rocking. Mm-hmm. Um, we already touched on that. That's um, so real. I wonder. It, I wonder if that was practical, or if there was any CGI in that, because it felt really real. It did yeah. feel. It's. I mean, th- obviously, you know, you get the small little thing where you know there's a close up of Batman like riding on on the um on his motorcycle and whatnot. But going back to what you guys said about you know towards the end where you know Riddler has flooded the city uh, from the inside, um, <laughs> when he um you know he when Batman goes to kind of just help out the ordinary people he. He reaches over to, I believe it was like the newly elected official, mm-hmm. but then he reaches over to the kid who was father, and he kind of just you really it it really is just a hey you know like I I know I'm you know this this kind of person who strikes fear to his victims, but like him being just just a a ordinary person trying to do good, trying to do a do good deed, you know, no flashy effects, no flashy, you know, gadgets. It's just him, you know, and vengeance will not help you in the future. Yeah. That's what he's realizing. I'm surprised we didn't see Batman killing. I thought for sure that was like a good bet. They were going to kind of, we're going to, this movie would, would have been about that. Like Batman's kind of realizing and adopting that rule. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't. We we're, we're already about to make the bat flick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we kind of, we even get that with, um, with uh um under the red hood like the entire movie at least the third Mm -hmm. act is all about you know why batman hasn't killed the joker yet for what he did um what 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 he did to uh jason todd so it's very um i i like you know and people have their different opinions about it because i believe keaton technically does kill people in those movies from what i remember but it's you know th- there there was a time where Batman did kill like in the comics and then it kind of became a rule later on where hey you know like we're trying to appeal to the masses and it, it's it's a good rule to follow. Um, but I I do agree with you, Dives. I I thought we were going to see at least some type of like indirect murder like we saw in Batman Begins where he doesn't save Rachel Ghoul. Yeah, <laughs> literally leaves his man to die. I'm like, okay. You didn't kill him, but you mm-hmm. did leave him. You did indirectly cause his death. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, he, but he does save him the first time um, <laughs> when, you know, everything goes sideways in that film. But I was like, okay, I guess that's a way to get around it. Like he did not, mm-hmm. you know, single-handedly in first person kill this man. But like, you knew what was going to happen. <laughs> but I, I kind of do agree how our, or I, I like how it didn't show him killing, but at the same time, I feel like we would have gotten at least one. Well, I guess we kind of almost got one close death with the, uh, one of the henchmen of the Riddler where Batman just starts going off and he punts like the adrenaline. Oh, they're flying. Yeah. They're falling off like 80 feet, hundred feet in the, in the air. They're, they're definitely dead. <laughs> Yeah, think, and think, the one he was, keeps, that, was that henchman the one from earlier at the funeral where he said he wants yeah. to kill? I think yeah. so. I I believe so. 
But yeah, like you, you see Batman, you know, just almost going to town and then who stops him? Jim Gordon, essentially. I thought he almost. It was so cool seeing him take that adrenaline. Like that was badass. It was awesome. It was also awesome seeing him punch the crap out of <laughs> Jim Gordon when, I mean, I really wanted to. I thought, thought you were going to pull your punch. Oh yeah, I, I did. <laughs> All right, that, that, that's an underrated moment. Oh, lo, another low key great moment. That and when the official is taken by the Joker and he has the, the beeping cell phone and he was trying to uh, extract information and then like that what i that was probably one of my favorite scenes like just oh. pure sorry go ahead and catwoman when she decided to she was like she didn't care like yeah. she's she's ready to cross that line and she killed that guy uh that was involved with killing her friend mm-hmm. i love that moment from catwoman like she she didn't give an f yeah she's, she's ready she's yeah ready yeah really it's there's so many small little moments in this and I, it's, it is all just builds up to this, this grand movie. I'm, I can't wait to see it again, to be completely honest. It, it just gives me such a Batman high, you know, like when, when Spider-Man No Way Home came out, like I watched it, it's, you know, all the Spider-Man films there are obviously there's way more Batman films than Spider-Man films, but it, you know, it just gives me that same adrenaline rush. Like Batman's like my second favorite superhero like of all time i mean i i was this batman mug here I, I have for forever i have multiple batman shirts that i'm wearing right now and it's just like man it's it's batman like i love how you know how how merciful he can be but within this movie you really get to see the inside of batman's psyche and the relationship again i really wish we've gotten a little bit more with with uh with alfred but that that scene kind of wrecked me when he's trying to call alfred like you know don't you know o- open the package and the riddler figures out that he's bruce wayne <laughs> the, the man says nothing he's like you can't get away your position <laughs> he's like just just he's like bruce i'm like oh man did, did we do we think that riddler knew that Batman was Bruce Wayne because I've been from like, the beginning. You know, I was slipping back and forth too because yeah, it's I, not confirmed. Yeah, I, I I thought no, then I thought yes, then I thought no. I'm still in that like 50 50. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I feel like Riller had because there's because there's that point where he sw- like he, he flips during that dialogue and he says, We we did this together, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he kind of has like this weird notion in his head that like oh you know this and this and this is going to happen and then I, I and again with the audio i really like how they changed when batman's like banging on the glass because in the trailer i couldn't hear a word he was saying like whatsoever it was like very muffled but then i was like okay they fixed that in the movie i was like thank god <laughs> that was a re- really cool twist that riddler thought batman was his ally yeah and he he thought he was leaving clues not to taunt him, but to help him cleanse Gotham. That was a really cool twist mm-hmm. uh, that I did not see coming because usually it's, that's not the case. No, no, not at all. It, it's in. It, I think it all just falls into how sick and um, desensitized this Gotham is to all of this crime and violence. You know, it, it's just automatically assumed that everyone's trying to get a leg up on somebody else. And it's, you know, like people know that things have to change, but it's like, you know, high hopes yeah. and, you know, good thoughts and like sometimes even good deeds don't really help this, this city that is forever just on its last leg. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're, I don't know, 
playing Elden Ring or any kind mm. of like from software Demon Souls game where you're on the brink of death and you have like a potion that'll maybe bring back like 10 to 15 um health back but like like you're alive but you're barely breathing that's what taxi driver is all about um i don't know if you guys have seen taxi driver like at the end i saw a joker i guess that kind of <laughs> yeah yeah it's almost the same thing but at the end of taxi driver spoiler warning um you know he kills these pimps and prostitutes and stuff and he's you know He's, you know, Robert De Niro's character is legit crazy throughout, like, the majority of the film. And at the end of the movie, you know, the public, which is just, or society, which is just obsessed with violence and sex, they they make him out as a hero. And that we see that with kind of the, what happens with the Riddler. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the same kind of things. Uh, which is Even, really, even really in the awesome. Joker, when he, you know, after the whole Robert De Niro yeah. scene, when that scene was actually taken a little bit from The Dark Knight Returns, when the Joker goes on the um, uh, the show and kind of just lights up everyone. Um, I will say... We like, live in a society, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> we live in a society. <laughs> I was like... No, it's him again. What a joke. <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> uh, I, I will say if, if there was one twist or if there was one thing, I really like as much as I love, um, you know, the Batman of this film, when it comes to Batman's villains, I, I want to see another Mr. Freeze. Period. I want to see a poison ivy. Like I, I want like we we've gotten a new penguin, and I think hopefully you know with that they they start doing more things with that. But I I want to see more of you know even calendar. I want to see Batman Hush on live uh, the live uh, action, not the live screen. Sorry, live action. Um, there, there's so many other. I, I want to see I want to see another live action Robin on screen. I really hope. That maybe, just maybe, you know, if if we do get a trilogy with this, um, with with Matt Reeves, hopefully at the helm of all three, and him coming back for writing as well, because I think the dialogue was fantastic. Um, I, I really hope we get to see more of Batman's villains that we just haven't. Like, when's the last time? I mean, I guess you could say we've seen Nightwing and Titans, but I don't really count that. Because like no, I want to no, see like don't count Titans. No, Please. I want to see Batman and Robin like wrecking stuff on young, the streets. Young, young yeah, thirteen year old Robin would be. Awesome. Yes, that's what I want to see. Whether it's you know Damien, whether it's you know um, the kid from Euphoria. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got some time now. It's, oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I, I think Matt Reeves and and Mister Freeze is just a perfect match. Just uh, you have a sympathetic villain uh, that would just be amazing on the big screen. Um, Clayface is another one that I absolutely love. Uh, it's it's a shame we've never seen Clayface, but the quarterback. I'm, I'm always down for Scarecrow. Scarecrow is we didn't, good. Get, we didn't get much Scarecrow in in the Dark Knight trilogy. Real Scarecrow, like real just like, like nightmare, yeah, nightmare toxin, toxin in your face. You're having nightmares. I mean, bring back Cillian Murphy. That would be great. But yeah, yeah. You that, bring him back. Sure, he's great. Yeah. Court of Owls is definitely going to happen. Like if this was, yeah, if, so. if, this, if this movie is about the corruption of Gotham uh, on the surface level, like Court of Owls, we're going to like really deep dive into that. And the fun part about all that is Mister Freeze does have a connection with Court of Owls. Yeah. Um, so I think there could be, you know, 
that that could be the direction. And then that could tie, tie into the, the Waynes too with their exactly. possibly sketchy past, possibly, according to Alfred, not sketchy past. Yeah, yeah. I think that's There's a, a lot path. to dive into there. For sure. For sure. It's there, there's so many avenues they can take. Um, I just, I hope that, you know, if, if we do get a, another trilogy, it's not just all focused around the Joker. Um, I agree. Uh, so it's, you know, there, there's, there's so many other villains out there that we just, we haven't even tapped into. And I'm not saying it has to call come all at once, but like, I mean, even when I, I think we're still, we're still getting that new Batman animated series, aren't we? I believe that they yeah. showed a DC fandom. So I haven't heard too much from that, but I mean, it just, it really seems that, you know, when it comes to other vil- villains with Batman, they, they really tend to shine more on the animation sh- animated side. And I get it, but I mean, it, man, could, could you just like imagine like uh, this, a, a new poison Ivy played by psh, my gosh, just name anybody. Any I, I would be honestly. All right. So here's my take on Poison Ivy. And I love Poison Ivy. If we get Poison Ivy not with Harley Quinn, I'd be pretty pissed off. Yeah. That's yeah. Movie it, I've been waiting for for years. Mm-hmm, yeah. So th- there's so many avenues they can take with the Batman. And I, I hope we, we get to see a new avenue we haven't gone down. And it, it definitely feels like so far we've you know we've gotten something new we've gotten something special it's not the same old same old you know um type of uh regime where it's like oh you know it's an origin story and blah 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 blah. like this is kind of like him coming straight out of his origin story and starting off from like you know like year two like halloween um on uh, october 31st and just moving from there and like i said the horror elements were my god so freaking good it's it's insane why uh, we haven't been talking here for a while, so let's actually close out here. Uh, before we actually do, is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on before we um, seal the deal? No, man, go see this in IMAX. Hundred percent, see this in IMAX, man. It'll mm. it'll shake you a little bit. Uh, it's just <laughs> it, the first it's, five minutes, man. Like I said, man, that, that, I, I need to I need to give some props to Michael Giacchino. Uh, yes. The film oh, yeah. was absolutely terrific. From the low beats to the high beats, like just like that, you know, Batmobile scene, like his score in so many of these scenes is pumping. And I, I'm going to be obsessed with that for many months. That's all. Like I'm a big film score nerd and mm-hmm. I'm going to be listening to that. Chiquinos. It's definitely one of his top scores he's ever made. Yeah. It like, like we had said before, it's so um, it fits with like almost every single scene, just like little snippets of it here and there. But it's like, it really, like it, this, this feels like the live action version of Batman the animated series. Like I said before, you know the 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 blood orange sky and how you know, like it's. I mean, not so much as red. You know, we see a lot of red within the trailers, but you know, it's Catwoman and and Batman just like staring out into the distance with like this this blood um, orange sky. It's it's like man, it's so mesmerizing, and that's what Even I love the, about it. The action scenes are amazing but even the slow beats when you know things are slowing down you have that like zodiac-esque aerial shots of the riddler doing his thing uh you know murdering people in cars and stuff oh it's so well done the tape i'll never i'll I'll always freak out with tape now (laughs) my god he (laughs) he was ripped like it's really hard to rip duct tape i'm not sure if you know this you gotta give it a nice (laughs) a nice like you know, push like a nice like zing, but like he was just taking it off like it was just some random scotch tape. I'm like, that's duct tape, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's that's the good stuff. The thickest of all tapes. <laughs> well, maybe he has uh, some experience doing that. I guess. I guess. I guess so. I guess so. But that concludes our spoiler review of the Batman. Again, Dives, thank you so much for coming on. It was such a um, it, it was such a pleasure and such a joy to have you on talk about all things Batman. Um, let's uh, pass it over to Dives so he can let everyone know where they can find him on the internet and what's coming up on his podcast. Awesome. Check us out at the Suit Up Geek Fix uh, YouTube channel. Check us out on Twitter at the Suit Up Geeks. Uh, our review uh, will be going down on Saturday, whatever day that is, uh, Saturday night. Uh, we are getting ready for Moon Night. That is yeah. going to be so much fun. Uh, we'll be doing weekly episodes of that. I've got a Batman movie trivia going down tomorrow night, Thursday, March 3rd. Uh, cannot wait for that. I've got legit like five pages of Batman trivia. Oh, Question. see, he lied. No, he was like, I'm I don't have that much trivia. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do well. I'm not going to do well at all. <laughs> but like I said uh, that about Harry Potter, but it's like, I mean, not saying that I, it's just, it's it's Harry Potter. Like I, I had to come with the facts. I had to come prepared. I was <laughs> like, I just watched these early last year. You know, it, it'll be time for another rewatch here soon. But yeah, so Saturday, um, well, by the time this is actually out, the your live live stream will already yeah, be up so it's true yeah i'll either be reigning supreme on twitter or i'll just <laughs> be another loser which is fine but yeah march 5th um saturday march 5th is when that um had live stream so definitely check that out over on suit up geeks podcast on all the links to where you can find dives and suit up geeks will be in the episode podcast notes down below so for us what is coming up on the podcast? You might ask. Actually, I'm sorry, we never really got into ratings, so let's fact check here for a second. We'll go. I'll start with Devin. Uh, go to dives, and I'll end with it. Devin, what would you give rating um, of your first time watch on of uh, the Batman? And what is your favorite Batman movie? Yeah, I think this is a great entry. It definitely belongs up there with the greats, obviously. Um, I haven't really considered rankings too much yet, but I think Dark Knight still tops it for me as of now. It's still very early, but yeah. for my my rating, um, I, have, I had a few small issues overall. I mentioned that it wasn't a huge fan of the, of the Bruce Wayne portrayal. And I felt like some of the dialogue was a bit like hand, hand-holding for the audience. Yeah, there's exposition. A couple, yeah. There's a couple lines where... Where Gordon's like, a penguin has wings. And then Batman's like, a falcon also has wings. It's like, okay, guys, we get it. We, we understand what birds are. That was probably the Talon also has wings. Maybe he, yeah, maybe the Riddler was referring too. to the Court of Owls. Winged creatures in this universe. <laughs> a lot of flightless birds. <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm gonna give it like a like a 91, just Super solid, had a few issues, but just a great entry and everything I was hoping for from Matt Reeves and, and crew. Okay. Dives, what about you? Yeah, it's it's a 10 out of 10. And, I, and if you follow me on our channel, I never give 10s. Ever, 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 ever. This is a 10. This is my number one Batman movie of all time. This is a Batman movie. And uh, I just loved it to death, man. I'm, this is a movie I'm going to be watching so many times. I already feel bad for my wife. No, I don't. Hopefully, she um, likes it. <laughs> I'm gonna just watch this. It's she's three listening. Hours, he but, didn't mean that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's downstairs. Um, Batman, my number one. Dark Knight, my number two. Mask of the Phantasm, my number three. Batman Begins, my number four. And The Dark Knight Rises together is my number five. That's how I'd rank my top five. 
Uh, but this is just a thoroughly enjoying film. It's everything I've ever wanted. Like, I feel like this movie was made for me. Like, mm-hmm. ever since I was a kid, I wanted a dark take on rhythm. I swear to God, I've been saying that. Um, it, it, this is it. And, yeah. It has been more of a playful thing for the red layer for, for a few years for sure. And for it to deliver just takes it over the top for me. For me, it's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, I definitely, so I did give it a five out of five on my first rewatch, but again, um, I feel like this also includes like video games and stuff when they like, when, you know, when the like last of us or something like that gets like a solid 10 out of 10, that does not mean the film or the video game in, in this case, the film, the movie is not perfect. There, there's, there's no such thing as a perfect movie, no matter if we're, you know, where we're slaves to the, to the franchise or not. Um, it's every single movie has, you know, it's, it's flaws, but, um, I am giving it a five out of five. Um, like I said, it, it is not perfect. Like I, I really wanted to see more of, of, um, the relationship between Bruce and Alfred. Um, I wish we got a little bit more with Penguin and I, I do feel like, um, it could have been maybe shaved off like a, maybe like 20 minutes, but not saying that it was long. It was just the pacing was a little bit iffy, but again, that's on my first watch of, of seeing this. Um, so, but it, I still give it a five out of five because it, it is that enjoyable of a movie, you know, flaws and all. Um, and I feel like a lot of people kind of have this preconceived notion like, oh, if, if it's like 100%, that means that, you know, nothing's wrong with it. You know, the editing and, you know, the visuals and the costume and the makeup and the cinematography is like flawless. And it's like, well, there, there is nothing, there, there is no perfect movie. Like my, even my favorite Spider-Man movie, um, in the world that ha- has flaws, but five out of five for me. Um, I really, I can't wait to see and hope that we get. A, a trilogy uh, with this 100%. So with all that being said, uh, what is coming up on the podcast for us over here at Film Optics, you may ask. Um, like I said before, uh, we do have our spoiler free review of the Batman. So if you want to hear our first initial thoughts about that, I'll definitely go check that out over on the podcast. Uh, we recently reviewed Uncharted um, as well as The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1, where we had Nicole Ackman from Next Best Picture and J.D. Duran from In Session Film come on to talk about part one of The Mockingjay. Um, so we will be uh, closing out that franchise revisited uh, series in April uh, with part two. So definitely check that out. And I believe we a- believe we actually are going to be taking a bit of a break from the uh, franchise revisited just for a little bit, just because there are other things that we have in the pipelines that we kind of want to try out for the podcast um, so just not like a super long break, just, you know, it, we, we did Harry Potter, then we did the matrix and the hunger games. So we kind of want to take a bit of a breather and, uh, uh, do a few, uh, new things, uh, with the podcast on, on a monthly basis for sure. And as well as we have our euphoria season two, uh, review coming up, uh, with, uh, the lovely, uh, AMX NDA reviews, Amanda, she'll be joining us on that. Uh, we'll be reviewing that over the uh, weekend. So uh, just definitely follow us on Twitter at Film Optics. Um, that's Optics with an X to find out when that's going to be uh, released. That's pretty much where we do all of our updates. Uh, we are on Instagram, but that's more so of a um, announcement page at this point, just because so busy with everything. And of course, we have our Turning Red review that will be coming up soon as well. Uh, but the main thing I want everyone to let them know is make sure to share this episode with a friend, whether it be with your mother, your brother, your lover, 
whoever it may be, make sure to share a episode of the Film Optics Podcast with a film fan in need. And of course, you can make sure to like and rate us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for you guys. We have a few uh, giveaways we're going to be doing here soon within the uh, month month of March. Uh, might be dealing with the Hunger Games. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. This definitely uh, keep, keep a lookout for that. Might be giving away some digital goodies for that. Uh, in celebration of the uh, the ten year uh, anniversary of the Hunger Games, um, but other than that, other than that, again, Dives, thank you so much for coming on. Love to have you on again. We got a lot of we got a lot of content this this year, man. A lot of fantasy content coming our way. We got Lord of the Rings. We got Let's Game go. of Thrones. Have you been Let's watching Lo- uh, Vox Machina, Legend of Vox Machina? Did you see that trailer reaction where I just started crying? Yeah. <laughs> it looks so beautiful. I, oh God, uh, for, I for Lord of the Rings, I'm very excited. Uh, Definitely check out Legend of Vox Machina if you haven't already. Never, it is, I, it's, yeah, what is it? I don't even know what it is. It's honestly, just watch it. I can't even explain it, but it's really good. I'm only on episode two, but I am liking it a lot. It's not like the standard, you know, like there's no like chosen one. It's, it's, I guess if I were to explain it, it's kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy, but with a misfit of like fantasy characters. Okay, yeah, that sounds right up my alley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's good stuff. We got some uh, Last of Us uh, voice actors in there as well. So cool. it'll be a lot of stuff. Ashley Johnson, um, <laughs> as well as a few others. But um, let's close on out here again, everyone. Thank you so much for um, if you made it this long. Uh, congratulations, <laughs> you made it through all of our our Batman uh, review goodies. Again, we have a lot of things coming up the podcast, so make sure to follow us on Twitter to uh, stay up to date with all that stuff. So uh, let's close on out of here, and that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening, and if you enjoy the show, leave us a five star rating review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin Dives. My name is Christian. We'll see you guys in Dives.